In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Today's gospel lesson comes from the gospel of John, and it's a pretty dynamic story. This story is about transformation. This story is about resurrection. And in this Easter season, we are reminded about resurrection, reminded about rebirth. However, resurrection and rebirth doesn't make much sense unless we fully root ourselves in what came before this resurrection, that human vulnerability, the truth that one day we are all going to die. That's kind of positive, isn't it? That's a great way to start a sermon. I know that feels good, but it is still true. And I'm thinking about this because the gospel lesson that we just heard is one that is often read at funerals. This gospel lesson from John is read at funerals because it reminds us of Jesus's promise, reminds us of the promise that Jesus makes that what we see is not all there is. And we are invited into a life of transformation, one that changes us forever and for good. Jesus says, I go and prepare a place for you, and I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. This is a beautiful image. Jesus has gone ahead of us. Jesus has done everything that we will do, including dying itself, and he has been resurrected, gone ahead of us, and he makes the same promise to us that not even death will separate us from God and that one day we will be together in glory with Christ again. Now that sounds great to us, but Philip's response is pretty good. Philip says, Lord, show us the Father, and we will be satisfied. And Jesus kind of shakes his head and says to Philip, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and still you do not know me? In this moment, Philip's response to Jesus is not terribly lucid or faithful. And Jesus responds to him with words that sting. Those words sting Philip in his faithfulness, and it almost seems a little unfair because here Philip is, one of Jesus' twelve. He has given up almost everything in order to follow Jesus, and yet Jesus in this moment says to Philip, you have so much more to learn. How about us? How about us and our faithfulness? How much more do we have to learn? We are in the middle of what continues to be sheltering in place, result of a virus that continues to just change everything about the way that we live, and things just are not back to normal. We know that. And I imagine that many of us in these stressful times that cause us anxiety and worry and concern, we may find ourselves sort of like Philip saying, God, where are you? Show me where you are, and we will be satisfied. And my guess is that just like he did with Philip, Jesus kind of shakes his head at us and says, Do you not know me? Haven't I been with you this whole time? Do you not know me? We have been inconvenienced in countless ways. Our well-intentioned plans have just evaporated, changed for good. We have lost wealth, we've lost opportunities, and some of us have even lost loved ones. Life will not be as it was. Life has been changed. 
And when really bad things happen, can we be blamed for saying, God, where are you? Philip's reply is kind of interesting to me because Philip talks about being satisfied. That's kind of an interesting word to use in response to Jesus. Philip says, hey, show me where you are and I will be satisfied. Now, most of us, if we are tuned in right now, have chosen to follow this Christian path, have chosen to identify ourselves as Christian, to follow the way of Christ, to follow the way of love, and to change the way we live because of what Jesus did. Yet, how many of us question God when the going gets tough? How many of us actually want to be comfortable want life to be predictable, want it our way right away, and want to be satisfied. How many of us kind of feel like in our faith, we actually really want to be satisfied deeply? Yet how many of us look to God for that satisfaction and feel like we don't quite get what we want? We look to God for satisfaction rather than for courage. We may look to God for satisfaction rather than strength. We may look to God for satisfaction rather than the inspiration that Jesus promises. In those moments when we say, oh God, where are you? Jesus speaks, haven't I been with you this whole time? Don't you know me? I have been with you every step of the way. Easter is about resurrection. And resurrection is a gift, a profound gift. Resurrection is a gift of presence, Christ with us always. Jesus with us so completely that we can be transformed into the people that God made us to be. That transformation happens through mutual faithfulness and love with God. And my hope is for a complete transformation. My hope is for all of us to make a very real shift away from fear toward hope, toward God. And we've all had to take a little bit more responsibility for our faith in these last few weeks or months. How has your faith been changed? How has being at home and having to actually do this faithfulness away from this building or from your church buildings actually changed your faith? Faith is not something we have. Faith is something we do. Faith is active. And how have you been acting on your faith? See, over these last few weeks in this Easter season, we've been talking a little bit about a shift in the way that faith impacts us. Last fall, we identified that grace is all around us. Grace is given freely, and because that grace is given freely, we can be grateful for God's love and for God's grace. And when we really get in touch with our gratitude, we can't help but be compelled out to do that faith, to be generous with all of the gifts that we have, with all of our skills that we have, in order to share the love that we have received. That generosity is faith. That generosity is faith in action. And when we are generous, we are transformed with every small or big act we make. 
We transform ourselves a little bit more and a little bit more toward the kind of person God has made us to be. How? Have you been putting your faith in action over these last few weeks? And if you feel as if you don't have a way to act, I want to remind you that there's plenty that we can do, plenty of ways that we can put our faith into action. Here at St. Michael, we are doing that regularly, whether that is donating food, donating books, so that people in our community can have some needs met, or perhaps it's calling a friend, checking in with a neighbor, reminding people that they are not alone, that you care for them, and by virtue of that care, that God is with them. There is a big impact that we can make with one another. We can find peace in this unsettled world. We can find peace with all of this instability and uncertainty. We can grow more grateful by putting our faith into action in real ways. Even though our normal life has changed, the ability to connect with one another has not. Friends, family, neighbors, strangers, we all have the ability, the opportunity to put our faith into action and to build up God's kingdom here on earth. At times like these, almost certainly, we will find ourselves asking Jesus, where are you? Today, we have been reminded that in our faithfulness, in our gratitude, in fact, in our actions, we will be transformed more and more into the likeness of Christ, more and more into God's full, complete presence. When our faithfulness takes action, we will all move toward a place where we no longer ask Jesus to show us where he is, because we will know that he has been with us all the time. May we all move our faith in ways that extend God's kingdom. May we move from fear to hope. May we put our hands and feet out into the world in new ways, in courageous ways, and in ways that help build our own faith and build this body of Christ together. Amen.